to the new and improved main show. Mouth full of coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the new visual main show, or still normal audio main show. It depends on how you're uh, digesting this. Yeah. Um, this is still going up as a podcast as normal, but now we're just posting it on YouTube as well because we we know you've just been hankering to see our beautiful faces and our cool t-shirts Very and our cool little lightsaber light. All the good stuffs. All yeah. the good stuffs. Only for you. It's summer in Georgia, yet I am still wearing a long sleeve shirt. Summer in Georgia, but winter in our home. Yes. Um, and exactly. also, because it's a visual medium, you can see it's probably not that significant to you, but it's significant to me. I shaved. He did. And <laughs> um, I've had that. I've had. I had that beard. Uh, that makes it sound really disgusting. You've had it for your entire life. I had. I had a, a beard for seven years. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, had an accidental close shave, and I just. You, if you have a beard, you know. Sometimes you just can't make it work. It's better just to start over. He walks into the living room <laughs> and just says, "Hey, babe, I look up. Don't register because I'm. I'm." I'm, I'm on to Pinterest. I'm looking at gluten-free recipes. And then I look at you again, and I'm like, your face is naked. My face is naked. This is... It's weird. New. In we, case you were ever wondering yeah. what my chin looks like. We had just had a conversation not too long ago. Like, I've never seen your entire face. But mm. now I can say definitively, I like this face. I'd like to So it. hopefully you like it too, because you're stuck with it. Unless you only listen to the audio. Or you could go watch something else. But we would hope you'd stay and watch this. But, yeah. oh yeah, and if you listen to if you listen to the audio, you can imagine I look like whatever. Just ignore the selfies on Twitter. Uh, and Instagram. And Facebook. Are you following us there? You should be. Uh, smooth, right? Smooth. Um, you might hear, you just heard, um, there's a cat. There mm -hmm. is a cat. Um, there's only so much we can do about the cats. <laughs> um, She's locked in a room with us and still. Yeah, so... Uh, Here we go. She... she uh, whines to be in a room with us and then we put her in the room with us and then she whines to get out of the room with us so yeah, there's not a lot of compromise. For those of you watching for the first time, this is Piglet. She's the loud one. That's Piglet. This is coffee. This is weird. Anyway, so this, this is Sparta. This is uh, going to be one of our new formats. Um, a lot of our friends in podcasting um, both post to YouTube and to various podcast sites, and since growing our YouTube channel is something that we want to do, uh, we want to hit people up that might not normally listen to podcasts. If, if something visual is more your speed, then, you know, there's the option for that. If you'd like to see the vi the hilarious editing that I do, he is very good YouTube's the option for that. Uh, it's mostly hilarious because it's bad, but uh, nonetheless, I'm going to take my glasses off because the light's bright. I don't have that option. I'm going to imagine we look great because I can't see. Um, but yeah, so we just, it's, it's a part of growing our audience and, and, um, opening up new horizons and whatnot with twin sunsets. Uh, but otherwise nothing really changes, uh, except for after this episode, uh, we are going to begin our new patron exclusive after show. Yes. Um, it's a no man's land. Get ready. <laughs> it's, it's what it sounds like. It's just an extra 20, 30 minutes of an episode that you get exclusively if you're part of Patreon. So if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on whatever famous podcasting site you like that might start with an I and end with a tunes, then uh, yeah, if you want more, if you're like, man, that was so amazing, I need more of that in my life, uh, there's another yeah. 20, 30 minutes waiting for you on Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, so you can check that out and that goes to support us in what we do. Um, you know, it, 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 it it's not cheap looking this good. 
Um, if it's a if it's a audio format for you, then just again imagine yeah. whatever you want. And uh, if you, <laughs> you want to, if you hear the cat and you're like, oh, that cat sounds really cute. YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can see if you're if you're wondering what it sound um, it, they look like. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not gonna describe her to you. Yeah, it's a cat. She's my baby. But. So there's that after show over on Patreon. Check it out. Support the show. Get in a little extra dose of nerd herder. There's also, of course, the other um, mm-hmm. uh, Patreon-y stuff. Like, um, we're going to catch up on our 10 things um, that's been out of whack just because we've been out of whack. And you can find Twitter to see all of the circumstances that, that have put us out of whack. But uh, nonetheless, um, there's going to be a lot going on on Patreon, uh, and we're coming up to our one-year anniversary of yes. podcasting, so um, what a time to join us. A time to be alive. If you've been with us from the beginning and have been debating it, you know, what better time than now? So since it is the show as normal, news. News. Some news. There's not a whole lot of news, which we were out for uh, a week um, and we expected, oh my gosh, we're going to just have to have a whole show just to catch up. Eh, eh, no. Eh. No. Um, one thing we wanted to mention in comic news, it's kind of old now, but we're excited for it. So it's worth mentioning, Charles Soule, uh, the one of my favorite writers of current Star Wars, mm-hmm. but also just the all-star writer behind the Poe Dameron and Darth Vader's second-run comic series. All great ones. If you haven't read them, I highly recommend them. We're going to be talking about some of those on our YouTube channel, so if you're watching this on YouTube, then there you go. Subscribe for all that goodness. In December, uh, he's going to be writing a four-issue miniseries all about the rise of Kylo Ren, um, or as he's calling it, hashtag Ben to Ren. Um, it's really cool. They showed the cover for it, and it's got a very stylized logo, you know, the rise of Kylo Ren, of course, but then it's got Kylo, and he's flanked by his Knights of Ren. Yeah. And this is a story that everyone's been hankering for. I mean, it was enough that we knew, oh, we're getting Knights of Ren in episode nine. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, You know, you have a Knight of Ren on the new um, visual guide for episode nine. Also a tie dagger, which is cool. Yeah. like, they're really hamming on. You're going to get to see them in Episode Nine, And then the surprise that, oh, and we're going to go back and tell a little bit. Now, I don't think they'll tell everything. No. Uh, no. But a long-standing story's been, like, we get it. He was Ben Solo, took the title of Kylo Ren, and now is a part of the First Order and is hunting down Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But in between there, Master of the Knights of Ren gets thrown out, and it's like, what? what does the what are this is this like the dark side glee club of the first order like what we don't know we don't know i mean are they going to break yeah. into an, a dark side heavy metal rendition of journey like <laughs> I, I don't know but maybe charles so will let us know mm-hmm. um so it, i'm just like this was one of the biggest san diego comic-con things i think for me yeah um and i know a lot of other people were very were excited Oh yeah, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. It looks good. Mhm. And I'm a fan of anything Kylo Ren, but it, you know, going to the depths of his involvement with the Knights of Ren and the rise, insinuating we're going to see the first steps of Kylo Ren. It's it's exciting mm-hmm. storytelling. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he looked like as a baby. Like a baby. Like a baby. Like a baby. Like a baby. No. Like a berber. <laughs> What's that song? Like, oh, like, oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
anyway. Like a surgeon. Organ transplant. See, you can now see oh, our, our movement. So we don't just do do and say weird things, but we also yeah. flail. Yeah, and you can also see the looks of concern and confusion that I give John on a regular basis. Yes, and you can give them to us also. We won't see them, but you can do it. You can wait till the after show to see John give me some looks of concern and confusion. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... In TV and streaming news, executive producer of The Mandalorian, John Favreau, local beefcake, uh, remains the source of all Mando coverage as he recently posted a pic of a Dave Filoni original doodle that I want to frame. Yes. And say that it's edgy. <laughs> I love that his doodles look better than my yeah. best attempts at anything. Um, it. It's a doodle of IG-11 and showing off that they are hard at work on score and music for season one. I love that they keep saying season one, too. Yeah. Like, they keep subtly it's more. putting it there. Like, this is just the beginning. Um, I mean, it's great that they believe in that so much. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely pulled me to a halt on Instagram when I started seeing that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And I, I just love the visual. It looks super cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just imagining IG-11 fronting an IG metal band now um, and just rocking out because yeah. it just looks so cool. <laughs> um, metal band. Yeah, I get it. Heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, I got it. That's why I made the joke. Yeah, the interesting thing with... So there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about with this that I think are interesting. Um, number one, if you've been following along with Mando News, then you know all of it pretty much comes from John Favreau. Yes. On Instagram. He just one day posts a picture and then Star Wars show or StarWars.com tries to catch up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's to the point that they don't write articles for Mando. They just have an article that they keep updating with his Instagram posts. Do you think, do you like it that John is handling that? Or would you like them to handle it in the idea of maybe getting more? I love it when... An artist themselves covers what they're creating. Like, I I think that's the most pure form of, I'm not going to say journalism, but like... Advertising. Advertising. Um, you know. Yeah, advertising is the perfect word. And, like, because so many things can get lost in the shuffle. Like, what happened with the Vanity Fair article. Like, they printed a retraction. Oh, yeah. Like five minutes afterwards mm -hmm. because they said something about you know so i don't even remember which one it, it was, was. Uh, it was the one where they said that kylo was fighting a knight of ren and then said whoops yep. not true yeah like which... stuff like that can happen and you know you get people who can mix up the tone of what you're going for at the same time but That's if it's true. the person themselves you know I, I think you what's going on. I think that's an interesting point that we don't take into consideration a lot. There's obviously the mm -hmm. thing that Lucasfilm and Star Wars, the brand as a whole, mm -hmm. wants. But when you bring in different directors, they have a a, a part in that vision. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're also the writer and and what like if if they yeah. really have a hand in telling this story then it's going to be a part of them in that, too. Um, yeah. And I think we miss that in a lot of marketing, that it's just Lucasfilm. You know, it's not to say it, it's not just John Favreau, but it's also not just Lucasfilm. Yeah. Um, you know, 
if it was just Lucasfilm, I don't think we would get The Mandalorian. No. I don't think we would get what we're getting. Yeah, and it's like people on YouTube talking about David Lynch's films versus David Lynch talking about David Lynch's films, because mm-hmm. there's completely different narratives in some people's minds. Well, and that now, and that starts an interesting conversation I always have, mostly regarding like George Lucas in terms mm-hmm. of how much does the creator, director, storyteller have on the impact of the story. In terms of, you know, like I, I mentioned George Lucas because he's one of the prominent ones where it's like, what does George Lucas think? Or what did he say? or And, and it's like God levels of that's the way it is. Yeah. When... In reality, I think George can have his ideas, but I think sometimes the story tells itself differently, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Well, it's like Stanley created Spider-Man, but he did not write Spider-Man Far From Home, that kind of thing. Like, he he put his creation into someone else's hands. R- right. Yeah, it, it's, you know, yeah, it's one of those things where, some. like, I get that he had an idea he was going for, but what it ended up being was created from others having a hand on the thing. Yeah. Um, and so that's why, in some ways, I, I still refer to George Lucas as a definitive, mostly because usually he's the only one that talks about something. Mm-hmm. If he's the only one that talks about something, yeah, I'll say he's got the hedge on the market of my opinion. But if if clearly there's been other things and other um, storytellers and other... Um, circumstances that have kind of broadened it, broadened it out. I'm gonna kind of take part of it, or even all together, just say, eh, I don't really think that that's where the story is anymore. Mm-hmm. You might have that's what you might have seen way back when, but now that it's on screen, or now that it's in a show, or now that it's in a game, it's a little different. If, if that you know, and so I think that's a really good point with marketing and and the different voices that comment on media now that I think sometimes, like, you know, John Favreau could lose his John Favreau-ness of The Mandalorian if he let other people handle it. Yeah. And John Favreau has always been a very hands-on director and writer and all that stuff because, like, he, he wrote Chef. Mm-hmm. He starred in Chef. He's a wonderful actor, too. He's great. He's the type of person, like... You know, I think the best leaders are the people that have gone up the ladder. I think because, well, in most cases, I think if you've gone up the ladder, you should be the best leader because mm-hmm. you understand the positions you're you're leading. Like, yeah, if his... you're if you're a manager who came from having to take out the trash, yeah. you're going to be more considerate of the guy taking out the trash because you used to be that guy. Exactly. And so I think when you're a director, or in John Favreau's case yeah. here, an executive producer, when you're someone who's leading and you get it, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you not only can write better, you can direct better, you can um, you know, kind of teach better. Like yeah. um, Gina Carano talked about how impactful his leading of her in a particular scene was and you only get that by he's an actor he gets it he's not just the guy that sits in a corner and writes the stuff yeah. and then sends it by carrier mail and then it make, gets turned into a movie like he's there mm-hmm. so um and i'm gonna just say you don't watch friends nope you've never never have you never watched friends which makes me deep inside sad. <laughs> but not my I'm kind not of show. Force you. 
his episodes on Friends are some of the funniest. In my he was opinion. on Friends? He was on Friends. Oh my gosh. As a rich guy who wanted to be an MMA fighter. Speaking of Friends, he's not our friend, but a YouTuber we follow called Binging with Babish was on a show with John yeah, Favreau. he was. Um, if I, you, I want to be Andrew's friend, though. If you like watching cooking stuff, but you also like nerdy, geeky food. Yeah. Um, Binging with Babish is a great channel where he take like, he made something from Bob's Burgers. He's made something from yeah. Simpsons. He's, like, he did if, it's, it, yeah. if it's in movies and cartoons, he yeah. makes it. He did an episode from, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Where he soaked a piece of ham in rum and then ate a little bit of it. <laughs> Like, not good rum, just cheap white rum. Uh-huh. Just like, it's so nasty. It's it's really cool because usually if you watch long enough, he's going to he's gonna make something from something you love. Mm-hmm. But he's also, he, he touches it up. He doesn't just make bad stuff, because yeah. usually this stuff is bad, but he touches it up. He makes it doable I will say in most cases. The one thing that I don't think he was able to, like, make better was the Family Guy car panini. Oh, yeah. That was disgusting. Well, it, it just there's certain, there's sometimes when it's it only works in in the show. Um, yeah. but anyway, um, if you don't know, you know, John Favreau loves to cook and he had a show who uh, who else was on the show? Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, I think Tom Holland was on it. Like he basically all of his connections and friends that he's made throughout yeah. his work on everything. He's mm-hmm. basically just like, "Hey, you want to come cook with me?" Like if you if you remember way back there might have been you might have seen an article where it was like Gwyneth Paltrow forget she's in uh, Spider Man like that's from John Favreau's cooking show mm-hmm. the same show binging with Babish got to be on and that's yeah. so stinking cool and yeah I don't know it doesn't relate to anything we're talking about but John Favreau was there yeah um, we and like there, John Favreau and there you go you get a new YouTube channel you can go binge yeah um, so yeah that's a that's a really good point that you brought up. Um, regarding how vision can change depending on who's telling the story. And I think sometimes if we, I mean, we're not in the movie business, but I think sometimes we can probably ourselves think of times when someone's spoken on our behalf and not quite gotten it right. And so just imagine how much bigger that is in terms of marketing a million dollar show about a Mandalorian. Um, But so the other thing I wanted to mention is with San Diego Comic-Con, a lot of back and forth went on because of the difference between Star Wars panel and Marvel panel. Yeah. Um, basically, Mar- uh, Star Wars didn't really give us anything huge. It gave us mozzarella sticks. But then... Mozzarella sticks are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But then Marvel shows up, and Marvel brings the whole Golden Corral, uh, basically. Uh, like a whole, yeah. so, I mean, I don't necessarily want to get into the bigness of it, but in, in looking at, like, all we've really gotten on the Mandalorian, unless you were lucky enough to be in the celebration panel, or if you just found a really good um, video someone took of it, um, other than that trailer, uh, most of what we've gotten is through John Favreau's Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people feel that. Star Wars should be more on Marvel's level in terms of showing off the pro- like what are you working on with mm-hmm. Star Wars it, some people are calling it very secret Star Wars is being very secretive like 
We don't know what's coming next. We don't know what they're working on. Would you want to, do you ever feel the desire to know more of what Star Wars is doing? Not necessarily on the level of Marvel, because Marvel's doing like three movies a year, mm -hmm. but would you just like to know more about what they're doing? I'm a weird person in, yes. in many ways. But I love you. I know. I love you too. Um, <laughs> I didn't spill it. You spilled it a little bit. Um, I am okay with not knowing things sometimes. 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 <laughs> when it comes, to, I hate surprises, but at the same time, if I don't know something is coming movie-wise, I don't form opinions and expectations about it, which makes me enjoy the movie a little bit more. Versus Marvel, I'm looking at the list, I'm being like, I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy this. I don't know. I just, I, well, to be fair with Phase Four, Phase Four is getting way a little bit more out there. Yeah. It's not Iron Man. It's not Thor. It's not your common sentence heroes. We in the multiverse now. I don't. I don't. I'm not digging on. And if the main cast is, or some of your favorites like Captain America, Iron Man, all these, yeah. all these commonplace hero names. If they're your favorites, cool. Yeah. But Captain America is my favorite. There's a lot of other heroes out there that aren't as like you say Shang Chi. It's like most people don't. Yeah. I I, I got to geek out with someone at work because of Shang Chi, and that they they enjoyed the comics of and I I know of yeah. Shinji but not as much as they did and it, they were super excited so <clears throat> phase yeah. four while being a little bit more unknown it it's really building out the universe which is really cool oh yeah absolutely and I'll say as like a youth who didn't grow up reading much Marvel comics I grew up reading X-Files Mm -hmm. comics like my mom and dad they're giving me my entire backlog of x-files comics that was the only comic series they were that holding I read. captive yes they were i've never heard of some of the heroes that were announced but am i excited to see what they are heck yeah i think this is going to be a really big test for marvel on can they be can they be just as popular with unpopular characters yeah and again, if they're, if the new characters announced are some of your favorites, cool, I'm not digging on them. I'm yeah. just saying that not a lot of people know about them, so are they going to get the same levels of hype and um, enjoyment mm -hmm. from new characters, new to some? Yeah. So, but that's, that's for the Marvel podcast that we don't have. Yeah. But my point being, like, I think some people think of if Star Wars was more like Marvel, then we'd get three movies a year and all that. Not, not necessarily that, but... They let you know what they're working on. They already have a cast for some of these movies. So, yeah. I, and I get where you're coming from. I'm, I'm one who enjoys the buildup of knowing what's coming mm -hmm. without getting it spoiled. I don't want to go to that level of getting it spoiled and then going, I can't do that. But yeah. <clears throat> I enjoy the buildup of, oh, this person just got cast. Oh, they're filming in this place. Oh, they just finished this. Oh, they're working... You know, I enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, they just showed off a random prop. Like, I mean, yeah. Dude, like, I've been seeing so much stuff for The Dark Crystal, and I'm so freaking pumped mm -hmm. to watch The Dark Crystal. Mark Hamill's in it. So excited. Because that's one of my favorite Henson Company movies. But anyway, it 
I get that, absolutely. But, like, I don't want it to be... It just, it's a lot. Oh, yeah, I don't think we need... I don't think we need that much going on. Yeah. But I do think Marvel's winning in the fact that we know for the next two years what they're working on. Yeah. We don't know all the details, but we know what they're working on. And I think Star Wars can benefit from maybe being a little bit more open about... Like, we know the Cassian show's coming. Where's it at? Like, what, what... and I don't again not details not trailers I'm just talking like you know where's it at in the process Mm -hmm. just keeping us in the loop I think would help like I think when you the Mandalorian is coming out in November yes and the fact that we've gotten so little on it I just feel like there could be more and I appreciate that John Favreau is doing what he's doing, but just imagine if there was like a marketing plan where they say you know they're gonna touch base and and, and uh, here here and here in production and stuff like, like I don't know I just I think number one that's how you lose interest of fans is it's like oh yeah that's happening yeah you know it's it's more of a oh yeah thanks for the reminder and I think you keep people hyped up of like. Oh, this show's just about this, but oh wait, no, there's an IG droid. Oh, that's more interesting now. It, yeah, it's those things. I mean, John Favreau's doing it with his Instagram. I mean, I, how excited did we get when we found out that there was going to be an IG droid? Exactly, and that that it's that's the thing of like, we were already excited. We're already going to watch it, but thinking of people that need a more of a reason to watch this and enjoy it, yeah. like I'm talk. I was talking to someone the other day about. Uh, it looks cool, but too bad it's on Disney Plus. And I'm like, you don't have enough of a reason to get Disney Plus yet? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Between all the Star Wars stuff, all the Marvel stuff, and all the just Disney stuff, like, yeah. you need more reason? Well, it's because they don't really talk about what they're doing. So, at the end of the day, I can, I, it, it doesn't hurt me mm-hmm. the way they're doing it now, but I can't help but want more. You know, I can't help but wish that maybe they did a little bit more coverage yeah i get that and it's just because i'm excited for it i want to know more yeah you know it's just i don't come from a place of you've got to tell me everything because i'm a fan of what you create no it's just i enjoy it i'd like to know more Mm -hmm. you know so so recently it was (laughs) (laughs) transition long pause so recently it was uh, hashtag Friends Day, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know the source of this holiday, uh, but it was something that took over social media, especially Twitter, which is where we're more active. Um, but also I saw something that went along with it. I guess it was posted because of Friends Day, or it might have just been a coincidence. Uh, either way, the two things met to make a baby that is the idea for this show. They had a really nice salad, and da-da-da-da. You get a show. That's how um, you have babies, right? <laughs> nice just, salads. Just sit down and uh, get a salad. I, I really liked your salad. Anyway. <laughs> Stop. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, basically, I know originally we had talked about um, July being more about uh, talking about the Force and the ins and outs of the Force. Um, Oops. But, well, it, that next week. Um I feel like it'll fit more next week because this Friday we're talking about uh, the Yoda's journey arc of the Clone Wars. Yes. Where he has a, a couple of pretty significant visions. He has a trip. 
So, yeah, it peyote. Takes um, <laughs> so, I felt like it'd be more appropriate to put that to next week. Also, all of July's gone. Um, mm-hmm. Well, today's the last day of July. Bye-bye, July. But ultimately, because of life, we miss July. Um, yeah. So, the, it, it was something I couldn't avoid putting together for the idea of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just works. So, here we are. Here we are. But anyway, so yes, it was, but it was uh, Friends Day. Yes. And, of course, Star Wars talked a little bit about it. but And, of course, this is a Star Wars podcast, so we're going to talk some Star Warsiness. And, of course, you're my best friend, so who better to do a podcast with? Exactly. Um, so we're going to talk some Star Warsy friends, but it's also going to lead somewhere interesting. Um, and so I'm excited. So we'll see. <laughs> you know it's coming. I know it's coming. Anyway. So, uh, Star Wars friendships. Yes. Star Wars friendships. Um, when you think of Star Wars friends, who comes to mind first? Rex and Cody. I think okay. they're big buffs. They're biffs. They're buffs. They're biff. Um, okay. And R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah, that's the, that's the usual. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people think of. Although they're married, so... I don't know about that. That's not, I don't know if it's a Bert and Ernie situation. Well, you've heard the news. Bert and Ernie are not a gay couple. Really? It's been confirmed. Okay. Makes me sad. Sure. I ship it. I've never watched the show. So, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, Star Wars posted a poll, and I think it was Han Solo and Chewbacca. It was C-3PO and R2-D2, and it was Finn and Rey. Mm-hmm. I think were their options. Rex and Cody are a, a good one. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think they get that much interaction. I guess as far as we see, but when definitely when they're together, I think they. In my mind. Yeah, uh, the fanfics. Definitely, I think though, from what we do see, um, yeah, they're pretty. They're very friendly. They're kind of. It's one of those they things. Can hang. Like, you spend so much time together because people you know are together so much. Mm-hmm. You gotta become friends after that. And also, yeah. they have something in common. They just get together after work and they're just like, oh my gosh, these idiots that we're dealing with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what they were fighting about earlier? About lightsabers? Yeah, yeah. bickery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're both the best parts and worst parts of their Jedi counterparts. Yes. Um, but I feel like they work together very well. Oh, yeah. Like, they're a good complement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and two of the more fun, yeah. well, especially Rex, I think, I think he's a much more relatable, yeah, like, was, if I could recruit. Yeah, I was gonna say Fives and Echo, but they're dead. They were friends before they were dead, though. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, the, the whole of Domino Squad, very close group. I don't so, want to talk about it. <laughs> that's good friends. They are good for you. So, yeah, they're such good friends there. They all had to die to go to room. You know when you and your friends just have to do yeah, all of the same things? Yeah, your friends just die. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so what are some inspiring Star Wars friendships to you and why? I read the script but I didn't think about it. Um, I definitely say Domino Squadron mm-hmm. because, you know, we see the beginnings of the friendship where, you know, everybody has that friend where, like, they started off hating that person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you come together, be friends. Be um, friends. Be friends. <laughs> well, we're not going to do this, that. Buzz, buzz. 
that here. Buzz, buzz. But yeah, like. Be friends. Just keep going with your answer. I didn't answer. I was listening to you. Well, now I don't want you to answer because I don't want to give an answer anymore. Cause Why? Because you don't want to be friends, buzz, buzz? Goodbye. Because it's, it's, they they have a good relationship, a good friendship where they lift each other up. <laughs> like a support bra, good friends lift you up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that m- relationships are more meaningful in media when they are, when you do get to see the beginnings, I yeah. think. I think that's where the strength of relationships come from. Not, oh, you're telling me these two people are friends or this group, they're friends, but Mm -hmm. you see, um, and even every show that ever has a cast of friends has an episode dedicated to how they became friends. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's always super awkward because they're not who you know them to be. And I think that's definitely Domino Squad. Like when you're first introduced, they're not who they end up being. Um, so it's almost like this measuring stick of how far they've gotten to grow. Yeah. Um, and I think you grow fastest when you're around good friends. You grow a lot. It'll help you grow. It'll help you It'll grow. It'll help you grow. <laughs> um, any, any other inspiring friendships for you? Um, I'd say um, Jim on Twitter mentioned uh, Cassian and... Uh, Jen. Oh. Jen. Really? Yeah. It's a good friendship. I guess. They're good friends. They never got, well, no, I mean, they never got a chance to make it more than that, so I guess, sure, they died before they could do anything. They're supportive. Right. Support, support your friends. Support your friends. And kill a guy with your friends. Maybe. Maybe. If it's director Krennic. I mean. Um, no, I'd say They didn't actively kill him. Technically, the Death Star True. killed him. True, okay. And technically, Tarkin killed him. If we're Fine, gonna like, I'll give you that one. But, um, no, I, 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 see, I see the point. I mean, I thought about Jin and Cassian, mm-hmm. um, but I also thought about how the ending kind of lended towards maybe more, and maybe if they had the chance. I don't know. But I do think as far as we get to see, they they are examples of good friends and how you support and challenge each other. Um, Because certainly, they're not exactly from the same cloth, but I think at the end of the day, they line up on the right things. They've been sewn together. Now, I thought you were going to say Cassian and K2, and I think that's that's a really good... good, (laughs) I I like that. Because I I, I think that's some... A lot of the best friendships aren't Mm -hmm. completely positive and perfect there's that there's yeah. those times where they say something and you cut eyes at them or they say something and you just want to smack them well Jared love... and Baze are there that's a good friendship too by the it's way it's a very good 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 it's so good guys it help you um, yeah especially um if you read uh I think it's Journal of the Wills there's a book there's a young reader's book um for Baze and Jared that's pretty cool um yeah, I, they're, they've got a good relationship because they're the kind that are tied together even though clearly they've grown to a point of having differences. Yeah. They're still... I don't think it's, I can imagine one without the other. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the best part is you get all of that in a single film and then they all die. So it's like the storytelling of that is really strong. Yeah. That, I mean, because typically you have to grow into that sort of... Mm-hmm. 
passion for characters or for a character or for a relationship. Like um, Legolas and Gimli. That's a good friendship. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Definitely. It's a little over the top a little bit in the movies, but it's, it's fun. Um, Two dude bros, you know. But even that's something that grows. Um, whereas, I mean, like, not, and it's not in a single film. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least over two and two Lord of the Rings films are equivalent to half of Star Wars and if you read more in the book um, Legolas leaves the Undying Lands to go get Gimli and bring him back mm-hmm. <laughs> that is one of my favorite well, and then they go to heaven together right? the Undying like Lands the, yeah, the, yeah. Yes. oh there you go yeah. find you a friend that you would leave heaven for read the Lord of the Rings books too cause those if are... you've got five weeks maybe more than that <laughs> excuse me Five years. I'm just talking about like just reading, like not eating, using the bathroom, no work, just five weeks to read all the books. That's a conservative estimate. But if yeah. you survive through that, then you can you can get the necessities of life. Exactly. Then you get to go to the Undying Lands. Right. It took me a year to read all the Lord of the Rings books. I've, I've never been able to finish a book. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot? It's a chunk. It's a chunky book. Um, I, I enjoy the movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I enjoy the story and, and whatnot. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, even the movies are something I can only do tops once a year. Like, yeah. it's just, it's a lot. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's also a testament to how rich it is. Oh, it's, it's, it's so one of those rich. things where it's like, it's like that really strong chocolate milk. Like, you're like, I know I'm not yeah. gonna want this again for a while, but oh, yeah. I love when I can have it. It's like when your mom lets you make your own Nesquik. And you just put, like, spoon after spoon in? See, I just did traditional, like, milk and Hershey syrup. Ugh. I can't stand Hershey syrup. I love that. Chocolate milk is amazing. So what does Star Wars teach us about friendships? Friendship is important. Yes. It's very important. Mm -hmm. Friends support each other. Friends grow together. Mm -hmm. Friends mature together. Uh, Sometimes you get two friends who go off into closet and the falcon and make out and then come back <laughs> um sometimes you're friends with your sister and it gets weird because she kisses you and she doesn't know you're your sister yeah that, is, that was weird that was the, my favorite part of watching uh what watching uh empire with an with an audience mm-hmm. was when oh that yeah of everyone just went when oh. we uh went to um star wars in concert and saw episode yes. five yeah it was Unanimous reaction, Every like Ugh, if you only knew. So Just wait, wait, uh, wait a little while. You'll figure it out, yeah. and you'll regret it. I'm sure he thought about that till the day he died. Yeah, regretted it for Probably. sure. Like that was his last thought before he lived the forest. Like, oh, I shouldn't have kissed my sister. Cringe. Um, right. Like you can you can do all of these big things with the force, but you can't say, yeah. like, hmm, an unusually strong connection between us. Mm. Mm-mm. 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 Um. So, um, part of what I mentioned is, um, I saw something on Facebook that attracted me to the idea of doing, um, this sort of discussion, um, because, you know, again, Friendship Day happened, and like I said, either by coincidence or because it was Friendship Day, um, a friend posted something from Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Um, the, the fantastic film director film artist i direct like so fantastic. uh but the mind behind studio ghibli so yeah. uh, my neighbor totoro princess mononoke uh what's your favorite ghibli film princess mononoke is that princess mononoke mm-hmm. yeah. spirited away spirited um, away is my favorite 
many, many films that are both amazing testaments to uh, traditional animation, yes. but also um, just great stories um, just in really general. Good, really good looking food. Yeah, real, <laughs> yeah, he knows how to draw. Dat food, though. Um, it, it, they're amazing. They are yeah. top tier in terms of anime and animation. Yeah. I started and making my ramen differently because of Ponyo. There was it with the way it looks. Yes. Like yes, it teaches you how it should look. Some ham in there. There's a there's a point in Put life where you learn that food food should look as good as it tastes. Absolutely. Anyway, um, but so yeah, they showed, shared this quote, and like I said, it it was one of those things that, in the coincidence of everything else going on, it was one of those like thought sparking things, and mm -hmm. I figured what place what better place to talk about it than mm -hmm. on the podcast? Absolutely. And. Um, I think we're going to get into some interesting places that I definitely encourage other people to uh, reach out and talk about with us. You know, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, whatever, uh, and hit us up with your thoughts about this because I just think it's interesting. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a quote from Miyazaki, and it's a really cool. I'll post on Twitter after the episode goes up. I'll post um, the actual one because it shows um, shots of his different films that support this yeah. quote. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, the quote is, "I've become spec I've become skeptical of the unwritten rule that just because a boy and a girl appear in the same feature, a romance must ensue. Rather, I want to portray a slightly different relationship, one where the two mutually inspire each other to live. If I'm able to, then perhaps I'll come closer to portraying true expressions of love." Absolutely. I number one. Mm -hmm. I realized from this how many of his films portray this. Mm -hmm. Portray a female lead and a male character alongside that, and there's nothing romantic. There's not a wedding at the end. There's not a, and then they yeah. fall in love. It's just that they are in this circumstance together and triumph over whatever challenge there is. Yeah, and even when there is a romance between two characters, it isn't devalued mm -hmm. because, you know, they're still, you know, mutually, they respect each other, they, you know, all, the, all of these great things. Yeah, House Moving Castle is a good example of that, it's... where there's a really good, because the story leans on topics of pride and selfishness and whatnot, mm -hmm. because that's a challenge for both characters, Yeah. Um, the relationship that builds because of their challenges feels mm -hmm. more legitimate, yes. for sure. Um, but there's a lot of examples, um, Princess Mononoke being one, Spirited Way being one, where it doesn't lead to anything necessarily romantic. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting because, again, this is just a purely Miyazaki Studio Ghibli thing, but my, my Star Wars brain instantly went to Ben and, uh, and uh, Rey in the concept of... Because I think that Raylo and them in a romance is a very strong topic amongst fans, one way or the other. It can be very divisive. And I just thought this was an interesting way to look at it from a different view, mm -hmm. because I think it's just, I think it's just looked at as straight, either a love story or not, and I think this is an interesting way to look at it from a lens of, it doesn't have to be yeah. that. Yeah. and. When I say what I'm about to say, it doesn't, I don't mean what it sounds like. I hate 
an unnecessary love story in a movie. I don't see. I don't see why that'd be a problem. I don't want people to get offended. Like I, do, I don't want there to be a Raylo. I. I mean, but, that's, the, but that, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. People are afraid to share their opinion because yeah. of the culture. And I feel like you should be able to say that you don't need that yeah. relationship. Just as much you should be able to say, I do want them to be in a relationship. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but I mean, like, you should be able to say either and not be fearful of retaliation because of your opinion. And that's the thing. Like, I, in Age of Ultron, I didn't enjoy... Natasha and Bruce getting together. Well, and that's the I, thing. I don't know that they... I didn't see Did the they point. get together? Like, was they it kissed. like... Eh, and they flirted, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Like, I just... I think that's why it didn't get anywhere. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I... I don't, you know... I don't dislike love stories in films. I just... If it's a completely manufactured, in the moment, romance, I just... I just don't see the I don't I think, see the necessity. I think sometimes in storytelling relationships are romance is used as storytelling. Yeah. And because that's I think I think what they were going for really? What? <laughs> just it's in just it. Chapstick. <laughs> just whipping it out. Um, it's chapstick. My goodness. Um I, I think it was a visual storytelling of like they're mutually misunderstood people mm-hmm. with something they hide um, or a part of them that they would rather not deal with or something. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the quickest way to do that storytelling was to add a slight romance spin to it mm-hmm. and then somehow it's a more palatable, it's more on the surface yeah. analogy. Like, yeah, I, feel, yeah, yeah. I feel like rather than do deep character development, Sometimes they're like, well, just make it a romance, and then people will get it. And and, and I do think that sometimes cheapens things. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's the easy way out of, like, I get what you're going for, but I don't think you needed the romance to show that. Yes, exactly. Um, but I do think there is this inability amongst people to imagine the concept of a male and female being in just... Um, platonic relationship just being really good friends like yeah. i feel like it's so over people's head that it could possibly happen because clearly he has to feel this way and she has to feel this way and it has to be like i just i don't under i don't know where that comes from it comes from real life <laughs> i mean like well no but i mean people think that about yeah. movies and TV and real life. I mean, in general, people have yeah. this idea you can't be a man and a woman and just be friends. Here's the thing. I have multiple male friends. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I have female friends. Like, yeah, like, it's one of those things. Like We have friends. Like, I, I don't get where the idea comes from and I, why it's so prevailing mm-hmm. in culture. And even when you have, when you are a couple or a marriage like us, and someone sees you with a male friend or a female, a friend of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. or of, you know, whatever, I think there are people who just have the immediate reaction of, how dare you? You're married, or something well, like I that. Well, I think it's this old-fashioned thing of yep. courtesy, mm-hmm. where you just don't because it can look away. Yeah. But I, and I I can get that in some instances, but not all instances. Like, 
everyone you hang out with it is not it's not that way no. now it's not like you're just hanging with anyone it's not like I just hang with anyone and yeah. it's not like I'm caught in you know very out there situations yeah like here's the thing I don't have energy to deal with anybody except for you <laughs> <laughs> there you go you're, you're safe I'm too tired to I'm deal too with tired. that um, I, I just I, I think it's just this old fashioned thing of you just don't because yeah, and, but I also think I think that's a very not just an old fashioned way of doing it but that's an old fashioned way of looking at friendships and relationships yeah. it's an old fashioned way of no you just don't do that like I I think if you're that worried about your relationship that you can't allow the other person to see other people of whatever variety yeah I don't think you're probably going to cut it in that relationship like I'm not trying to like if you have legitimate issues of anxiety and trust I can understand having the misconceptions but for no other reason than culture tells me you can't yeah because like that that's just no it's just culture it there's no validity to it I think yeah and you know there we as a people do have the tendency to see you know your friend hanging out with someone that they may be attracted to perceivably and we go oh oh yeah like this yeah, whole like, teasing culture of like it's got to be something or or and and and, and i mean so single people deal with that crap anyway on a, a constant but anytime constantly. if you're single it's like culture is just tuned in to constantly try to set you up or make yeah. something more than it is. Oh, you talk to someone of the opposite sex, you, you, you know, they might be single, you stuck. Like, yeah. why, why are we so pushed towards yeah. forcing people into relationships and forcing people into strict boundaries of those relationships? Yeah. I mean, I think, num number one, again, I just think it's old-fashioned and outdated. Incredibly number two, I think so. that's up to the couple. I think, I think if the couple has a mutual understanding and a mutual level of... And, and, and so that's the thing. If you are the type of person or, the, in, or you're in the type of relationship that does have those kinds of views, I think that's completely valid. I think that's yeah. valid for your relationship. I don't think that we should make that a societal rule, though. Mm -hmm. I think that if a couple is comfortable to the point of, yeah... Go to lunch with so and so. Yeah. You know, like, again, I think that it's it should be up to that couple, not up to society. Exactly. What, what that looks like. Exactly. So, there you go. I think that answered the first because I, I was going to ask about how you felt about the concept in general, and I I I, I knew it was going to be a big thing. Of, yeah. Of, it's really silly. Yeah. To force this idea that because you're male and you're female and you're together, or even, you know, in modern times. It, even if you're male and male and both attracted to each other, it's like, oh, y'all must be. No, you don't. No. We're, it, we're not s so slaved to our desires that every time we're around someone, oh, it's like, oh, my gosh. Although like, with Poe Dameron, who can resist? Who can control yourself? Who can resist? Who can control themselves around Poe Dameron? Oscar Isaacs in general. Look it, at the man. But it's one of those things where it's just like, you make it sound like people go into this animalistic frenzy when it's like, oh, you're single and of the opposite or attractive sex. And it's, if you're like that, you've got problems. Yeah. If, you, if you're like that and you're in a, in a relationship, you've got problems. No, I, I, I really think it's overstated. 
Yes. I think that, I mean, know yourself and know your relationship. Yeah. Again, if, yeah. if you can't trust yourself, that's a different story. But if you're telling your partner, I don't trust you with other people, then I don't know that you can be in a relationship if you can't trust them to interact with yeah. other people. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm, I'm heavy on it, but... I know. I, I'm like a penguin. I'll just chill. Just slip <laughs> down the, the side of the mountain. It's, just... it's one of those perspectives where I just really get bent in terms of why. Why? 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 Why can't they? Why can't they just why? be friends? Now, again, I'm not going to go ballistic on someone if they feel like, oh no, I think that Ben and Ray could be a legit relationship. Do cool. That's fine. I'm not necessarily, I don't think we're necessarily here to talk no. Ben Ray relationship side. I think it's more of could it work as that and how could people Yeah. How would like let's say that happens. Let's say they don't get together in a romantic relationship. Do you think people could handle it? Like do you think People can deal with just friends, Brian Reynolds style. I love that movie. I know you do. It's one of my favorite you, Brian Reynolds movies. You watch it every time it comes I on. Swear. I love that movie. I know you do. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Okay. No. Anyway, do you, do you, what do you think? Do you, I like, how do you think people would respond to Ben and Ray just being friends in the end? I think people kind of, you know, overthink it sometimes. Like, I, it's fine if they're just friends. Mm-hmm. I, I'm chill with it. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that for everybody. At the same time, if they do get together, I'm chill with it. But I can't say that for, for everybody. Like, yeah. I, just, I mean, I will say, while I can see Ben as a character in a relationship, mm-hmm. I can't see that so much for Ray. I don't know what it is about the flavor of her character. Ah, coconut. The smell of her, you know, archetype. The sound of her existence. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just willing to. What does the sound of phrase? Sound of existence sounds like. Ah! At least for me. Who am I? It all. It sounds like that and a coffee percolator. There's a fish, <laughs> There's a fish in the percolator. Uh, that's a Twin Peaks reference if you didn't get it. Not the, restaurant. Not, Not the restaurant. Not the restaurant. <laughs> no. Although, I can't speak for Twin Peaks' percolators. I don't know what they put in there. <laughs> uh, probably scantily clad outfits. Anyway. Um, I, I don't know what it is about Ray, but I don't... I don't like, it's more of... So, um, I, was ta- I was mentioning a mutual friend of ours um, who is the type of personality... I don't see needing a relationship. Yeah. Like, she's the type of person that she doesn't want it, and everybody gets it. And that's fine. Because she's just, she, she's amazing. It's just, it's this mutual thing of like, she don't need nobody. And she's, she don't need nobody. Mm -mm. And I get the same vibe from Ray in terms of like, I just don't feel like she needs anybody. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's because of the build of her character in terms of her upbringing and everything and not being around those kinds of relationships. Mm-hmm. 
Cause she's definitely not been around a healthy relationship. Well, the the thing I can say for great writing and great acting on Daisy Ridley's part is she feels like a character that has been secluded. Mm-hmm. She feels like a character that's been away from the rest of the world. Yeah. And so she's the type of character that hasn't grown up with the pressure of are you going to get in a relationship? Are you going to meet somebody? Are you going because yeah. She didn't have anybody to put that pressure on her. So I don't feel like she's even like on the radar of wait, what relationship? I mean I get you. Stop holding my hand. (laughs) At the end of the day, I don't care. As long as, you know, it's well done. Ray's not my character. Yeah. At the end, we... I I don't know her story. I'm just speaking from my interpretation. Mm -hmm. So, I don't... You know, I'm not trying to say that that's the way the story has to be. I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to say that I'm going to be disappointed if she gets in a relationship. I'm just saying where I see her now... Yeah. I don't necessarily... The part of the reason I don't support their relationship is just because I don't feel like she cared. Like I just don't. I feel mm-hmm. like she's. I feel like she's longing for relationships, but not necessarily romance. Mm-hmm. The way your shirt is from this angle, it looks like Chewie's head's on Luke's body. <laughs> nice. And it's really funny. Just a farm boy. <laughs> Harry farm boy. <laughs> Harry farm boy. I um, think that's Roll Farm Boy's cousin. Right. So, uh, hi, Anthony, by the way. Hi, Anthony. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, this is a topic that we really put out there to get more opinions and perspective on. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're not, we're not bashing anyone who does think that a romantic relationship for Ray would be, you know. Absolutely not. Like, again, because, again, it's just mine. It's my interpretation it, is that. Exactly. But at the same time... Your interpretation might be different. Right. Well, it's my interpretation. Leave it's it alone, opinion. Karen. It's mine. No, but I mean that in the sense that it's my interpretation because of the person that I am, the circumstances I've been through, the way I watch these movies, the way yes. I experience these characters. It's through multiple lenses that I form the opinions that I have. Yeah. The chances of someone else forming the same opinion as me for the same reasons and the fact that they would put that in a movie, I highly doubt it. Yeah. It's just what I'm putting out into the ether that I think, um, and I think that's a big yeah. thing to get. So Tyler Bucks, if you don't know, so Tyler, um, he works with Chatter Squadron. He's really great, and the podcast is amazing. Uh, you should definitely check it out, and you should check out the Facebook page, uh, like Star Wars News. <laughs> Sorry. Rich- Hi, I'm Richie Rich. Have you met my cousin Tyler Bucks? Tyler Bucks. And then there's Nancy Sense. <laughs> oh, oh and, and then there's uh, Pablo Euro. <laughs> oh, what's more money? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Jack DeBloon. No, no, no. <laughs> it's Donnie Yen. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Oh my gosh. If you, oh my gosh, there was a gif, uh, it's not even a gif, it was, um... Him doing the bottle cap challenge? No, that was cool. That was incredible. There was a video, it was from some movie he did where he did like aerobic karate to get dressed, and there's a point when he rips his pajamas into boxers. Like he just decides that his pajamas are boxers now. It's hilarious. It's like what I do with all of my. It's like Richard Simmons pants. and Jackie Chan had a baby, and then that baby made, had a TV show. It's yeah. amazing. Does anybody else have the problem where pants are too long for their legs? It's, most, it's the pants. Most problem. short people. It's the pants. It's the pants. My not legs the are fine. 
Sure. My legs. Are <laughs> My legs are fine. They're perfectly. It's your pants, sir. It's a perfectly. They are a perfectly appropriate length. Thank you. Um. Anyway, so uh, so Tyler pants. over on Chatter Squadron yes. is his podcast. Uh, Star Wars News is his Facebook page. He shared about uh, a really well written and something I can't completely do justice to with not having it in front of me, but mm-hmm. talks about the perspective of just letting people have their joy and opinions. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a really, really, really simple way to put it. You, you, I really encourage you. I actually shared it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I shared it on Twitter recently, so if you want, you can go through and find it. I might even reshare it. Um, but overall, it's the same thing of, like, let people have their opinions. Yeah. I am a big supporter in, as long as it's not immoral or harmful to other people, have your opinions. Yeah. Because there's definitely, there's definitely opinions mm-hmm. that are just bad. Yes. There's opinions that are just wrong or ignorant or uneducated. Yes. There's opinions that are very slanted, for sure. But I think if we make it out to be that all opinions are bad or all opinions are good, yes. we're completely wrong. But I or do, my opinion is the only opinion. Right, exactly. So I think more in the idea of let people have the opinion that brings them joy and doesn't hurt anybody. Exactly. Simplest way I can put it. Mm-hmm. Let people have the opinion they want as long as it brings them joy and doesn't hurt anybody. Yes. What, what, what bad does it do to anyone to have the opinion that Ben and Ray should end up together? What 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 bad does it do that Claude and Chewbacca should end up together? Because I'm in that club. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, who does it hurt? Who does it hurt? Supposedly, we ain't seen her. Where's she at? Probably in a snuggie holding a little crystal ball and doing that weird cooking show. I don't know. That's what we're gonna do for our Christmas card this year. Where's Where's Mala? Where's Mala? Hashtag Where's Mala? Give me that show, Carmen San Diego. Uh, where's Mala? In the world is Mala. <laughs> um, so anyway, but yes, to go support, uh, Tyler's doing amazing stuff, especially with Star Wars News and Chatter Squadron, to spread positivity. Yes. That's what we want to be about. And in talking about these topics of how we can get stuck in these kind of unsupported opinions, I think the hope is not to make anyone feel bad if you fall into that realm but just to challenge you to think about why you have the opinion you have or why someone having a different yeah. opinion bothers you so much yeah. like what i mean the more we can ask ourselves why mm-hmm. number one the more we understand ourselves and the more we understand ourselves the better we interact with other people yeah. if i understand why this person's saying this thing bothers me mm-hmm. all of a sudden then i can have a better relationship with this person because i understand myself better and i understand us better yeah and so I think the more that the Star Wars fandom can do that, mm-hmm. the better it will be for everyone. I mean, even on the subject of, you know, single people who just want to stay single, I have a friend who is a romantic. She doesn't really have, you know, she doesn't experience attraction like we do. She's aromantic and asexual. Oh! Yeah. I thought you, she's a romantic. No, aromantic. No, like... You're such a romantic. It's like, it can be easily misread as aromatic. But aromatic. Aromantic. <laughs> oh, you're so aromatic, Nancy. And I didn't really understand her point of view until we sat down and we talked about it. Like, um, I just, I'd never heard of being aromantic before. So, you know, it's... Can you give a, 
quick what is that because I'm, I'm I'm legit like I just I don't I don't know what that is she doesn't what really that means. experience attraction to people it that's is, her particular you know preference mm-hmm. that that's not for everybody but that's no, I, her I, personal well, experience. She and doesn't I, I, I think the reason that feelings. that would be so counterculture is just because again, there's this societal pressure. You, especially if you're female, dude, get in a relationship, have ten babies, mm-hmm. and be done. That's there's, all you. That there's been asexual people for as long as there's been people. Mm-hmm. There, like, it's it not. I do not believe relationships are for everyone. No. Uh, romantic relationships. I mean, every yeah, I think, everybody deserves I, to be. Loved. I think down to our fiber, but, yeah. humans were created for relationships. Yeah. You could have I experience do. that agape love, you know. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> agape. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please stop. <laughs> Get away from me. Um, but I do believe there's also uh, we're created for relationships. I just don't believe we aren't. Yeah, even we even, are a pack animal. Even if you're introverted, you are created for relationships on a micro level. You can't deal with the macro relationships. But, yes. But even still, you crave relationship. It's just very specific and very particular people. <laughs> the The applications are very difficult. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am a very introverted person. I get you know tired of people very easily, but I still crave community. I still crave, you know, relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just closer knit. Oh, you. that's my face. Um, and with, you know, close friends. So even being introverted, I think we were created for relationships yes. one way or another. Um, I don't believe we were created for romance only and specifically. I just, I yeah. don't. I, I agree. I, and it's not for everyone. Again, our friend, she doesn't need that. No. And she's... She's perfectly happy. She's I think doing we, great. I think we look at it like it's a she handicap. Like, like, oh, bless your heart. Oh, my goodness. Like, look, aren't you such a trooper? Like, yeah. No, there's life, nothing wrong with Life there. was not created for two people. Like, it wasn't created just for... Like, you only do life if you do it with two people. Like, yeah. no. So, I mean, I, I don't know how... You know, let us know what you thought uh, yeah. of, of the topic in this episode. It's definitely not... Yeah. Sh- purely strictly Star Wars. We talked Star Wars and how it relates to Star Wars, but I think we talked very openly uh, and whatnot. Very different, so hopefully hopefully it was a flavor that was good. Hopefully it was enjoyable. Um, You missed coconut oil? I'm not necessarily saying this is going to be all the time, but I'm also Mm -hmm. not saying that this kind of format might not come back. Um, But again, it was something we wanted to talk about. It was too interesting of a topic to avoid, I think. Yeah. and go watch some Studio Ghibli movies because that's amazing. Please do. Those are incredible. Uh, so as far as announcements, it's real simple. It's very similar to what we um, had on the last show because the last show was when we thought we had life together and life pulled the rug from under us. Yeah. Um, but um, after this, uh, we uh, will be putting up our Patreon after show. So that's something new that's happening. Uh, if you join us on Patreon, then you get an additional segment of the show that mm-hmm. no one else gets. Uh, and so if you find your life lacking a little bit of extra nerd herderness, um, you can go to Patreon and support us for a dollar a month and get access to more goodies. And speaking of support, I do want to say, you know, we announced on Twitter that my, my grandfather passed away, uh, this last Sunday. And I wanted to say thank you for all of your, your thoughts and your prayers and your, your nice vibes. I really appreciate that. It, 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 
it's helpful. Um, also, today's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. <laughs> Love you. Love you, mommy. You're not listening. You don't listen to the Pro- podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to get an angry text later. Um, we'll we'll prove me tune wrong, in next mom. week to see if she got that text. Um, so, but yes, thank you. Uh, I mean, just in general, yeah. everybody is super, super duper supportive, and it's really amazing. It's incredible. I, I think we're harder on ourselves than anyone else. I think we hate being away from the show so much that we make it as this big thing. Mm -hmm. And in reality, you guys are all there for it and very encouraging. And so um, us being almost a year into our podcast journey, that's just the kind of community that has been able to be built over us just pressing record and rambling um, is very amazing. And so thank you to everyone who is on the other side of this video, this microphone, all of that. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Rebecca and Jim um, because they go the extra mile of supporting us through Patreon. Yeah. And that every day I wake up and realize that people are doing that is amazing. Yeah. Um, and even those like mm-hmm. Micah and Ryan and Neil who share the show constantly, Megan who is always present and always more than supportive and encouraging um so so many who do so much um to keep us going and and to really make this feel like such an amazing community and also big shout out to my brothers who have been telling their friends about the podcast yes like talking to someone who actually works at lucasfilm yeah. In the um, digital effects department. Who's in the middle of an NDA right now. Right. So he, he was like, like, I want to talk about thing. Star Wars, but I legally cannot or the mouse <laughs> will kill me. What? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It... And, and it's not even just that. We had a couple of people while we were visiting family mm-hmm. who stopped to talk to us about it. And yeah. Hi, Chris. It's unreal. It's crazy that, that people I, in our real lives, we, like, not that you guys aren't real. No, but, but like, like people, physical. Yeah, like, I mean, the biggest thing with starting this was always who the heck is going to listen? Yeah. Who's like, going to watch? At the end of the day, you know, we had the idea of this is for us. We don't care if anybody listens. Right. And, and I think sometimes it's still to the point of like, we do it because we love it. Mm-hmm. And, but we the fact it. that other yeah. people care and love and support this it's it's incredible so weird uh and so there's not enough thanks in the world for all of that um there's not enough cake in the world to share there's not enough swag and goodies but nonetheless um thank you so much and um there's you know again patreon's a way to get more but certainly anything and everything that anyone does to listen and support the show is fantastic um We'd love if you'd let more people know, and a great way to do that is to rate the show wherever possible, share it uh, off of YouTube, like it on YouTube, all of that stuff. Let people know. If you if you enjoy the show, then why not tell someone? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the easiest way to support us and get us out there, um, and to find more people who love Star Wars and positivity and just weird conversation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so thank you and um, encourage you to do that. Um, also something with Patreon, um, we have 10 things, our 10 things we love about series. Um, we have 10 things. We have 10 things. Uh, I'm one of them. Um, this is, this is number two. Yeah. Uh, a new episode of that will be going up, um, this weekend? Question mark? Question mark. I think. Um. What are we talking about? Soonish. It's, uh, Return of the Jedi. 
Oh, heck yeah. Um, wow. Speaking so of... So that'll be going yeah. up on Patreon as an exclusive. Um, but, uh, well, ex- exclusive early access. Because uh, Empire Strikes Back, 10 Things We Love About That, and 10 Things We Love About Phantom Menace Special Edition mm-hmm. is coming to YouTube. Those have been out for quite a while and available to patrons, but they're becoming available to the public now. So it's one of those things, if you want it early, if you want it soon, uh, if you just can't live in a world without more Nerd Herder, mm-hmm. um, then Patreon's the way to go for that. Also, it's the way to get more. check your priorities. <laughs> right. If nerd, if nerd Herder is your number one priority. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's 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 the show. If that's you're not it. on Patreon with us, that's it. That's all you get. No questions. There's a whole another 30 minutes. You can be in on it, Bob. But Robert. only if you join Patreon. But anyway, so but uh, I think we've said thank you a ton. But thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will be back Friday with uh, Clone Wars, our final episode of Clone Wars. That will not be going up on YouTube. That'll be um, just for our regular podcast. Yes. But that's um, for us and us alone. And anyone that for has iTunes secret, or Spotify or Google times. Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any other podcast form. Uh, anyway, yeah. How um, many podcasts can you fit in your pocket? Ten. Um, yeah, so, because you're a guy and you have real pockets. Yeah. Another thing. Another um, thing. So that's Friday. Friday is our final episode of the Clone Wars rewatch, um, and then next week we start Rebels. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. We've already started Rebels. Yeah. And, oh boy. <laughs> yep. Um, but other than that, that's our show. And next week will be a little bit more packed out because YouTube will be filling up more, and we'll be yes. back on streaming schedule and all of that good stuff. But for now, uh, we're just happy to be back. Uh, it, it feels nice to be doing this. It's become such a regular routine that doing it, not doing it for so long feels weird. Yes. Um, but nonetheless, have a good rest of your night, day, whatever time mm-hmm. you find this. Um, don't forget to find us on social media. Uh, we've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm getting good at the gram, guys. Um, we've got yes. Twitch. Um, we've got YouTube. We've got podcasts on all kinds of formats. We've got MySpace. Um, yeah, MySpace. We've got a GeoCities Napster, account. <laughs> uh, so much. We've got a Go Penguins. Uh, is that what it was called? It's called Club Penguin. Club Penguin. We've you got a Club Penguin. Ignorant. Um, I don't know what it is. Anyway, but find us on all of that stuff to stay up to date and stay fresh with all the nerd herderness, and we'll be back soon and see you then.